Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast, where we go deeper into the Sunday Gospels reading to help you influence the world for Jesus. I'm Father Rob Gallia. And I'm Danny Sullivan. And this podcast is presented to you by FRG Ministry. Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast. It's such a blessing to be with you this week. Caught Danny off guard right there, which I didn't know we're live and we were recording. How are you doing, Danny? I'm good. This is really nice feeling because when we're recording in person in the office, this happens every week. But this is the first time it's happened not in the <laughs> office. It's good to know that I can still be surprised. And still be switched on, ready to come on screen. Yeah, except this time people, those of you who are watching on video on YouTube, uh, see, (laughs) you saw the look of surprise. There was a a bit of a a suspense. Yeah. What are you drinking? We're live. I'm drinking coffee. I made myself coffee. Um, So I'm still at mum and dad's and I plan on going back to Bendigo this Sunday. Um, So it'll be nice. But I'm already missing their coffee machine, like in advance, because they've got a very nice coffee machine, very nice coffee beans, and tell I them know to I'm look the it. other way and steal it, take it. Say, um, mom, I think I, yeah, yeah. I want some, something outside. to remember you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. I mean, I'll come back. Uh, how have you been, Father Rob? I've been well. Again, yeah. just um, traveling between studio and home as well. I've just been busy loving filming creating resources for the schools and also yeah just music every week and collaborating with some amazing artists wow you like last week we had matt meyer as well um and now we have some exciting new um artists as well collaborating with us um during sunday mass how amazing it is to be able to worship um with with people from around the world during mass eh? it's crazy exciting Who, yeah, who would have thought that at the start of quarantine or isolation that this is what we would look like, how many months or weeks into it we are? Like, yeah. there's so many doors. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, I'm talking about look like, how's your hair so, like, well done? Do you, can you go to a hairdresser? Uh, no. So, okay, I'll let you in on a secret. If you're watching this on video, you're welcome. Last August, so we're now in May. I went to the hairdresser, I got it chopped really short and I got it dyed brown and I haven't been since. Wow, um, look at that. It, yeah, and for the last however many months, it just kind of grows out nicely and I'm biased because it was my cousin's wife that cut it and I'm like, oh, Sullivan's, we just know how to cut hair. Wow, there you go. Yeah, That's but thank lovely. you. I did wash it this morning. So, ah, okay. Yeah, a little special something for the podcast. Exactly, just to go live. But it's uh, this week we celebrate a massive feast Honestly, honestly, my favorite feast of the whole uh, whole year. You know, it's just um, just people love Easter. Some people love different seasons, but I love absolutely love um, Pentecost, the Holy Spirit. I get don't get more excited than when I get to talk about the Holy Spirit. And I'm thinking, like this weekend at Mass, I don't know how I'm going to do this with in front of a camera because I'm going to be moving. <laughs> I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be ready, like dancing, talking about Holy Spirit. You're just going to have to have it on like the widest screen so you I can know. just walk from side to side. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, this, this week we get to talk also on the podcast, we get to talk about the Holy Spirit, who the Holy mm. Spirit is. And hopefully this Sunday as well, you get to hear about the power of the Holy Spirit, who is the most misunderstood person of the Trinity. 
You know, we can understand the figure of the father because we see the father, we see father figures. Some of us, uh, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, have relationships with our fathers. And so we can translate that to our relationship with God the Father. Those who do struggle, like don't have a relationship with their father or have had um, a, sort of an unpleasant or even abusive relationship with the father, it, that's so difficult for them to see um, the, the loving father, the side of the loving father. With Jesus, we can see Jesus as a human being. We see Jesus as a brother, as a friend, as a mate. We see Jesus as, as someone who lived on in this world. But the Holy Spirit, what does the Holy Spirit look like? Who is the Holy Spirit? What is the Holy Spirit? I tell you what the Holy Spirit is not at the beginning of this podcast. The Holy Spirit is not a flame. The Holy Spirit is not a dove. The Holy Spirit is not water. These are just images to talk about the qualities of the Holy Spirit. These are just images that uh, the scripture uses and even God the Father used when he sent the dove on the shoulder of Jesus. We think it's on the shoulder, but upon uh, Jesus during his baptism to symbolize the, the peace that the Holy Spirit brings. But the Holy Spirit is so much bigger, so much greater than the symbols that often represent him. So why don't we start, Danny, with you um, giving us the scripture reading of, of this week, the gospel reading. Can do. Um, before we go into that. Yes. Uh, so what happens when you start speaking like that is I get really excited. And my role in FRG ministry is like podcast. I do a little bit of that. And then also like resources and marketing. And I can do other things. Like I can graphic design and I can do videos and I can do these things. But what I love to do is strategize Ooh. and plan. So when you start talking about the Holy Spirit, it's really be good and beautiful. And I'm here going like, yep. So if we were to turn that into a resource, that could be eight parts. We could talk <laughs> about these different things and it could have these different components. And I get really excited. And then I have to like remind myself to listen because we're yes. in the middle of recording a podcast. And then at the end of the podcast, you, oh, sort of, did, yeah. what did we talk about? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, like what, how many parts did that resource I was planning <laughs> have? Like, I have no idea. But anyway, to scripture for Pentecost Sunday. So the gospel reading this Sunday comes from John 20 verses 19 to 23 on the evening of that day the first day of the week the doors being shut where the disciples were for fear of the jews jesus came and stood among them and said to them peace be with you when he said this he showed them his hands and his side then the disciples were glad when they saw the lord jesus said to them again peace be with you as the father has sent me even so i send you and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Yeah, wow. You see, and this is again, we see the qualities of the Holy Spirit. But this is not the first time the Holy Spirit is mentioned. Of course, Pentecost is, is the time where people um, receive the power of the, and the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Before the Holy Spirit was limited limited to be upon certain people you see so he was upon david he was upon the earth during creation the holy spirit was upon moses but never within never the holy spirit was there, there was fellowship with the holy spirit that the, this, this is what jesus was promising he's saying from now on like the holy spirit's not going to be upon you 
but the Holy Spirit is going to be within you. The Holy Spirit is going to be me, my power inside of you. For a long time, they saw Jesus working miracles and they lived under his anointing. Okay, so whenever um, the, the apostles didn't go and heal whenever they wanted to heal, they didn't um, raise the dead when they wanted to raise the dead. They only did that under the anointing of Jesus. So when Jesus sent them out to do that, then they did it on his behalf. When he was with people, he would say, okay, pray with this person. And under the anointing of Jesus, these people would be healed. Okay, so under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which Jesus possessed, which Jesus had, which Jesus was. They're the same. They're one in the same. But now what he's saying is now, okay, I'm going to give you the authority. Now the Holy Spirit, that same spirit, that, that same anointing that was within me, now is going to be within you. Now you can decide when to heal people. Now you can decide when to raise the dead. Now you can decide to live in this power. That you can make decisions. You can discern. You can have the power. And so this was a whole new place to be, a whole new chapter. So this fear where they're standing at the ascension where we were last week, and they're seeing Jesus raised, being raised up into heaven, that fear, like, now what? How are we going to survive this? But now they have the Holy Spirit within them to tell them, now what? Now, almost like, Jesus, you were great, you were fantastic, and great living under your anointing, but this is a whole other level now that we are living in that same anointing. And so just, it's just so, so amazing, like, just to think that they had this power, all this, that Jesus trusted them so much to give them the same power and the same anointing that he had. It's crazy. This, I, I don't know. Just my mind blows when I think about uh, the mercy of God through the gift of the Holy Spirit. So maybe what we'll do is we'll talk about the Holy Spirit and the the things that we need to know about the Holy Spirit, the power, the empowering of the Holy Spirit. So many of us have received, and uh, through baptism, have received the Holy Spirit, but we don't realize the anointing. We don't realize the power. We don't realize what Jesus has entrusted us with. But we have the power to do, this is what Jesus said, I'll give you the power to do the same things as I did, but even more even more great, even greater things than I did. Because you see, we have that same power, that same Holy Spirit, and it's not limited to the one incarnate person, Jesus, but it's now the same power that lives within the church, within a group of people, within, within a universal group of people that represent him, that represent the presence, the power, the glory of Jesus in this world. Okay, I, I, I need to calm down a bit. Danny, sing us a song. Do something. <laughs> say something. I'm not going to sing. That's for later. You know, I've got to work myself up for that. Um, but and I just think like, yes, like this is a huge thing that Jesus is like, so the Father sent me, I'm sending you. And the apostles had seen what Jesus was sent to do. They saw that he had healed and that he had loved people and he'd been out on the margins, but then they also saw him suffer and they saw him die. And he's been like, that's what I was sent for. I'm sending you for the same. And it would have been like this, just, I would have felt like this, just feeling of inadequacy. Like who am I to do exactly what the person I've been following has been doing and more like Jesus said, they're going to do more. So I've seen what he did. 
through the power of the Holy Spirit because he was anointed and that was upon him. But now he's saying that like it's within me and I have mm. to go out and do exactly what he's done and more through that same spirit. Um, so I know I just think how big that is. Yes. Like, and daunting, imagine how hearing that. Yeah. 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 But then also, I mean, St. Paul says in second Corinthians, like we don't, we don't have to have the competency to do that. We don't need the adequacy because the Holy Spirit gives us the competence. It's not our doing that's going to heal exactly. people. It is that Holy Spirit. And like, that's where that peace that Jesus offers the disciples when they were locked and they were scared in that room. He says, peace be with you. And it's that peace of knowing that we're not alone. We have the Holy Spirit to go out and do these things. And with the Holy Spirit comes also a boldness, a, a, a confidence, a courage, comes a, an amazing it's not only here is this weapon to use, here is this anointing to use, but also the instructions of how to use it come also with the gift. There's wisdom, you know, there's guidance, there's, there's um, an understanding. These are the, the fruits, not the fruit, the gifts of the, of the spirit, you know, wisdom, understanding, um, all of this. So it's not just the power, but it's also the ability to use this gift and to know when to use it and when not to use it. And so yeah, the, God doesn't leave us alone. And to live in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit is, is not common within the church, you know, because we don't understand who or what the Holy Spirit is. Many of us just live knowing, oh, I have the Holy Spirit. Oh, okay. I have the forgiveness of sins. Oh, okay. We live in a, a maintenance life, not a, 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 a mission life, not, a, not an empowered life. And we live in fear still, like in the upper room before the descent of the Holy Spirit. What if I say this? The church doesn't like, uh, what if uh, the people don't like the church? What if people this? And we don't live in the courage of the Spirit, the anointing of the Spirit, because we don't realize who the Holy Spirit is, the power of the Holy Spirit within our lives. And so I'm going to talk about a few things about the Holy Spirit. I'll just give you five short things about the Holy Spirit. The first thing, who is the Holy Spirit? And we need to understand this, that the Holy Spirit is a person, a person, okay? So the Holy Spirit is not a power. The Holy Spirit is not a, 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 a sense, a feeling of peace. The Holy Spirit is not courage. The Holy Spirit is not wisdom. These are all qualities of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is a person. And we know this also through scripture. For example, being a, a, a person, what, what makes you a person? The, you are a person when you have the personality. You're a person when you have feelings. The Holy Spirit has feelings. I don't know if you have imagined that. I just find some, some um, a verse, uh, Matthew 12, 31. And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Now, okay, let's talk about th that scripture verse, which has a lot of theological reason. But the thing is that the Holy Spirit can decide what to forgive and what not to forgive. And also... Um, here, this Ephesians, which I love, Ephesians 4.30, he says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't make the Holy Spirit cry. Don't upset the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed at the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit has feelings. Now, the temptation is to see the Holy Spirit as a diva. You know, like, oh my goodness, don't offend the Holy Spirit. I feel offended. And then the Holy Spirit walks off. No, the Holy Spirit is tough powerful don't ever underestimate the power and 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 the strength of, of of holy spirit but also the holy spirit is sensitive okay sensitive to the will of the father sensitive to the will of jesus 
When we sin, the word for sin is to, to miss the mark. When we decide to reject the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is grieved, the Holy Spirit. We're turning the Holy Spirit away. And so this is, again, the, the, uh, the sensitivity, the will, the feelings of the Holy Spirit. Another thing about a person is that the whole, uh, a person is not a person unless they have a will. They can choose whether to do something or whether not to do something. Let's just take this. I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. And all, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 11, all these things work for the good in the same Spirit as He distributes them to each other just as he determines. The Holy Spirit decides which gift they want to give to one person, which gift they want to give to another person. You see, the Holy Spirit has a will. They can choose, the Holy Spirit can choose to give something or to take something away. Now, uh, now this is where it gets a bit complicated because he, the Holy Spirit has an autonomous will to the Father and to the Son because otherwise they wouldn't be their own separate person. But the thing is, they are so united in love that their will is one and the same, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so um, this is just the, the mystery of, of being united so closely in love. Whew, again, I mean, I'm, I'm on a, a preaching role. I, I don't want to preach. <laughs> but you're good at it. Well, I have Gozo sleeping next to me. Oh. And, uh, it's, and every time I, I get... Uh, sort of I emphasize something and I raise my voice he gets up thinking I'm calling him so and and let's talk another thing about the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit was present in the life of Jesus I talked about this before you know the Holy Spirit was also the power within Jesus was also the guiding spirit in the life of Jesus Jesus went to the desert why couldn't he have just stayed where he was but because he needed to listen to the holy spirit and he needed to the, the power to go to the cross you know father please take this cup away from me but not my will but your will be done and that it is the holy spirit that led him and gave him the strength to to be on the cross my god my god why have you forsaken me that was the time what that the holy spirit left jesus willfully left jesus because that's the separation of, of the, the father, the separation of, of the son, the separation because of sin. He became sin for us. And that was the worst moment on the cross where God, G Jesus, who loved the father so much, was separated. And so uh, we see this in the baptism of Jesus. When Jesus was baptized, he went immediately to the water. The heavens suddenly opened upon him and he saw the spirit of God descending on him like a dove and coming on him. So... Jesus, too, had the Holy Spirit, had perfect fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I need you to, <laughs> to say, to sing, or to do something, because I'm, I'm going to get up on a, on a preaching ground. I put Danny under a lot of pressure because she's sort of attentive, and then I wanted to say, but she's also, people want to hear your voice as well. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exa I agree with that completely. Um, well, I would like you to remind me where you're up to. You said you had five. Things. Okay, so I'm going to my third one. So this okay. is the, the, the first one, the Holy Spirit is a person. The second person. one, the Holy Spirit was involved in the life of Jesus. The third one, the Holy Spirit works in the lives of believers. He works in our lives. And as I said at the beginning, he has the 
the power to influence our lives. And many times we live through this life without acknowledging, without depending on the presence, the power, and the glory of the Holy Spirit. You know, God still heals today. God still performs miracles today. God still wants to help us and, and to uh, us to live a life of victory, but we can only do this through the power of the Holy Spirit and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Revelation, um, he talks about the bride uh, with the voice from the beginning to the end. The Holy Spirit has always been active in the life of the church. And he continues to be active in the life of the church. But we need to acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit. We need to pray to the Holy Spirit, depend on the Holy Spirit. But like Jesus, also go to the desert to listen to the Holy Spirit. Also to, to act in the Holy Spirit, to pray for healing, to, to perform these miracles in his name. I'm going to go to the fourth one. Without a life full of the Holy Spirit, it is impossible to build the church. You see, we are called to build the church. If we don't have the Holy Spirit, if we're not acting in the Holy Spirit, if we're acting out of, if you're not in the Spirit, you're acting out of either, there are only three places basically you can act. You can act out of the, the, the Holy Spirit, you can act out of self, or you can act out of evil. Okay, there are three places we can act out of. We can make decisions on these, this level. But the church is only, built, is only built when we live in the Spirit, when we act in the Spirit. Anyone who has been um, influential in the church, even in the Scripture, was filled, not touched by, not influenced by, was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth, the Holy Spirit came upon him in his, John the Baptist in his womb, and Elizabeth... Um, the baby leaped in her womb. Um, in the Magnificat, it talks about the Holy Spirit has come upon me. And Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit and led into the desert. The Holy Spirit came into the lives of the first apostles that went out to influence and to build the church. But also those who died for Jesus, martyrs, they were also filled with the Holy Spirit. St. Stephen, full of the Spirit, saw the glory of God when he was being stoned. Acts 7, 55 to 56. And then uh, we see in the life of Paul, and you know, Paul, inspired by the Spirit, rebuked the sorcerer. It was always the Spirit that has worked in the lives to build the church. <laughs> yes, I think that, I'm just trying to like work out how to word it, sorry. But I think that, yeah, as individuals, uh, if we're being baptized, if we're being confirmed in spirit, like we know that the spirit is within us. So we can kind of, it's almost like a cop out where, you know, we learn if throughout formation for confirmation, like, yep, yeah, we will be sealed with the spirit and the spirit will be with us and it will never leave us. And we can kind of, kind of be complacent in that. Like, oh, well, it's not leaving. Uh, so I've got the Holy spirit and we've let the Holy spirit sleep. So yeah. then like, we can't be full of something if we just, we like, we know it's there. So we don't have to do anything about it. But yeah, like we've spoken about it, was it last week or the week before the podcast as well? Like this fellowship, having like an ongoing relationship with the Holy Spirit and being full of the Holy Spirit, like it's easy and comfortable uh, as a Catholic to know like, well, the Holy Spirit guides the Catholic Church. We know that our decisions mm -hmm. are made through the Holy Spirit. People that are full of the Holy Spirit are the ones making decisions. We can trust that the Holy Spirit and Jesus is the head of the church. And we know that we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. It's not going anywhere. It's not leaving us. So we can let it sleep. But 
we can't like we shouldn't because if we're going to act we need to act out of what we know and we need yes. to know who the holy spirit is and give them permission to act in our lives as well and chase that like if we do think that we're called to go and heal practice healing like mm-hmm. if the holy spirit wants to act and we give the holy spirit permission to act it will yes because this is the thing that, that living in in the presence there are, that's why i keep saying the presence the power the glory okay so to the 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 Holy Spirit is within us, okay? He's present in our lives. Whether we acknowledge his presence or not, he's still present, okay? The Holy Spirit is um, still present. Then there's the power of the Holy Spirit, which is what the apostles lived in. They lived in the power of the Holy Spirit, which, as you were saying, the whole, when the Holy Spirit's asleep figuratively in our lives, we can live in the presence of the Holy Spirit, but not in the power of the Holy Spirit and, and not, not see the work of God in the Holy Spirit. But then there's also the glory presence power the glory of the holy spirit is where we see supernatural things in our lives where we see the dead being raised where we see the blind seeing where we see incredible inexplicable extraordinary heaven touching earth moments in our lives which many of us haven't seen because we haven't lived in the glory of the holy spirit so if someone's sick you don't think of praying for someone who's sick and praying for healing because what if it doesn't happen or what, I have never seen this happen before, but pray for those who are sick. See these incredible, it's a command in the Bible. Lay your hands on the sick and see them healed. And this is not our strength, it's not our power. And if we want to build a church, we need to do it not in the, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. But if we want to then to go to the third part, which is the fifth point that I'm going to mention, we need to live in the glory. And this is evangelization. We need to go out and the world needs to see that the world, that the church, which is built in the power of the Holy Spirit, is not the same as the world. That we need to live in the glory, that people will see that we are living not for this earth, but we're living for something transcendent. We're living for something greater. And the thing is, we're so influenced by the world, we're so caught up in the world, if you don't live in the presence, in the power, and in the glory of the Holy Spirit, and it's going to be impossible, impossible to, first of all, be holy. Secondly, it's going to be impossible to be an authentic witness in this world. And so we need to so much depend, like you said, Danny, it doesn't just happen. You could be complacent and say, I'm satisfied with the presence the Holy Spirit, complacent presence. But what about, you see, without fellowship, without activating that presence, so to speak, without having time, spending time with the Holy Spirit and meditating on his word, without fellowship with the Holy Spirit, may the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. You see, the conversation prayer, uh, and once we listen to the Holy Spirit, go out into the fellowship, into the desert with the Holy Spirit, then we can receive the power. And that's what Jesus did. He went out into the desert and he came back full of power, the discerning power to choose his apostles. Then he went out and lived in the glory when he rose from the dead. We have received the same Holy Spirit, not only of the desert, not only of his baptism, but also the same Holy Spirit, the glory, the Holy Spirit of the resurrection. And many of us are living, yes, maybe in the baptism. Maybe some uh, are living in, in the a post-desert moment where we're great at discerning things, listening to the Holy Spirit in our lives, great at, at surrendering to the Holy Spirit. But many of us are not living in the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit, the glory. 
and seeing heaven touch earth, seeing people come to Jesus through the extraordinary things that the Holy Spirit is doing in our own lives. Whew. That's good. <laughs> preach, brother. <laughs> I'm going to preach mode. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I just admire you so much. Not for, like, yes, for the preaching, but the fact that you can sit in a chair and do that. I know I'm shaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's where I'm most proud of you at the moment. Well done. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you go. No, you go. I insist. <laughs> okay, I'll go. But also in the scripture, like Jesus breathed on them, told them to receive the Holy Spirit. And then he says, like, you can retain and forgive sins. Yeah. Like, that's huge. That would have been like brand new news for them because, like, there was no mediator for, like, there was no Jesus. So before that sins, like it was a whole other concept of forgiveness, mm -hmm. but now Jesus is saying like you have the Holy spirit and that gives you the power to retain and to forgive sins. Like that's huge. Yes. Yeah, so that's living on the second level that I was telling you, like the power of the Holy mm. spirit. And that's an extraordinary power, you know, the, to be able to forgive sins. And in the Catholic Church, we have this sacrament of, of reconciliation, the sacrament of, of the forgiveness of sins, which is absolutely extraordinary. It is glorious because you see, we, that who, it's, it's nothing to do with the priest who forgives the sin, but everything to do with the extraordinary, unconditional love and forgiveness of God. That it is God standing in the gap through the Holy Spirit to reach out to us. When we sin, when we miss the mark, God takes the bullet that we've missed and he lifts it and he hits the mark because he, he wants to reach out to us. He wants us to have this encounter, this experience and to live in the presence of the Holy Spirit. But we cannot live in the presence of, uh, of the Holy Spirit if our life is a life of sin, if we're living in sin. It's too exhausting. It's too difficult. It's too... It, like it, it's impossible and this is where the holy spirit is grieved there's one thing that i just want to come back to that scripture verse now it's because it's, it's spinning in my head that the only sin that isn't forgiven is the sin against the holy spirit and it's not uh, using the holy spirit's name in vain or anything like that the sin against the holy spirit is the sin of, of lack of repentance, of thinking, I don't need the Holy Spirit. I don't need God's forgiveness. I don't need the Holy Spirit to forgive my sins. So God cannot forgive our sins if we don't ask for forgiveness. And so uh, this is uh, the importance, and I cannot emphasize as well, the importance of going to reconciliation. I, as a priest, go to reconciliation every two weeks. I, I find it just so healing and so powerful, but I really do want to talk about three quick things i promise they're not going to be as long as the last ones and mind you we're on the topic hey i think now so we yeah, missed we've, on we've moved on that's all right <laughs> but next time I, next time but the thing that i want to talk about reconciliation is is when the priest stands there you know sits there and hears your confession many people are scared because they're scared that the priest is going to tell them off and or the priest is going to be judgmental towards them. But I tell you this, that the priest sits there in the confessional, the priest sits, um, receives the, this and, and gives this, is there to offer mercy, not judgment. We are not there as judges, as a priest. I'm never there as sitting on the, the chair as a judge, but I'm sitting there on behalf of Jesus in persona Christi at that moment to offer mercy, not judgment. 
And so we need to go there knowing that we have no right. The priest is not there to judge and to say you're a good or a bad person. If we are holding a mirror to our own selves, we realize that we too are messed up. We too need reconciliation. We too need mercy. Okay, so the, that's the first thing, that the priest is there to offer mercy, not judgment. The second thing is that it's so important as well to understand is that you're not going to impress the priest. I, I'm not breaking any confessional secrecy here, but I've never heard a sin, and I've heard pretty bad ones. I've never heard a sin that impressed me. I've never heard a sin that I thought, oh my goodness, I can't believe they did that. Because the thing is, the devil is creative, yes, but not very. We all sin in the same way. Some are a little bit more creative than others with the way they sin, but at the end of the day, our sin, after three weeks or three months at most, say, after ordination, you, a priest would have heard it all. And there's nothing you can do. So don't worry about impressing the priest. Or if you think that the priest is going to remember your sins, think again. Okay? Don't, don't I mean, don't, I, I don't know. Just don't, don't think so highly of yourself that the priest is going to remember your sin. Don't take it personally that he forgets. You know, if you're a priest, don't go up to a priest and say, remember what I told you last week? Because 99.9% of the time he doesn't. He cannot remember because we re there's a lot going through and as well we just it's offering god's mercy we're not offering the mercy. third thing is that confession that's confessional secrecy so the priest can never disclose not even hint at the fact that even that you had been to reconciliation even priests among themselves they cannot talk about reconciliation. They cannot talk about um, who went to confession and who confessed what. If we do, we are automatically, like automatically excommunicated. We are automatically excommunicated. We cannot, we cannot disclose confessional secrecy. And this is where this thing of the law that we have to disclose um, uh, certain things, we cannot because we'll be automatically excommunicated. It, it's, it's not about us counseling. It's not about us offering forgiveness, but it's between at that moment, between you and God. If there's true repentance, there's true um, contrition, then there's going to be forgiveness um, with the prayer of absolution. <laughs> we've been talking about, I think, I think we've, Danny, I've given them enough information. I think we might conclude a little bit here, unless you have something else to tell us, some, some more wonderful insight. No, I think that, I think you've said everything. Okay, good. So I'll hand over to you. Okay. I like it. I just get to like come in every now and then, chime in. You get a bit of an Australian accent. It's nice. It changes things up. Um, but that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you for listening. So yeah, I mean, going to this Pentecost, this beautiful celebration, uh, the birthday of the church. Yeah. Mm, that's right. The church. Like, yeah. So that's exciting. Um, and celebrate that we have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit wants to act and doesn't just want to be present, but we, you know, live in the power and the glory of the Holy Spirit. Like, I mean, I'm excited now. Um, so mm. your preaching has worked. It's very <laughs> good. Um, yeah, please get in touch. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, FIG Ministry or on Instagram, Catholic Influences underscore. Uh, we love hearing from you. It's really fun actually hearing from people all around the world and what they think of the podcast because I mean, I know what I think of it, but I'm just an Australian gal. Um, but hearing from, yeah, all kinds of people, it's, uh, it's really fun. It brightens my day. Um, what else? Nice Danny. jumper. 
Father. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. we have a jumper. This is our new merch. This is why I'm it wearing is. pink today. <laughs> so for those of you watching on video, this is our yeah. new hood, not hoodie, jumper. Uh, yeah, like a sweatshirt. No, yeah. no hood. FRG, um, store.frgministry.com. Yeah. All money goes to evangelization. So you can support the ministry that way through buying merch. It's free shipping until the end of the month. In Australia. Miss, yeah, in Australia. Um, yes. And Danny, also, you have an announcement to make. If I could do a drum roll, I'll do a drum roll here and a sad one too. Oh, sad drum roll. Yeah, yeah, I was hoping that you would forget that I had to tell people this. But I do have an announcement. So we have three. So this is our fourth last episode of season three. We have three more after this week. And then in season four, Father Rob will be joined by a new co-host. So I will be leaving the podcast. You won't hear my voice, but I will still be behind the scenes. So I'll be doing the producing, but I won't be doing the speaking. So that's that. Yeah, so we, we're, we're sad to have Danny not co-hosting this. I will sort of um, be sad as well, not being uh, sort of having this conversation with you and having your insight as well, even though sometimes it is less. <laughs> like, for example, today. <laughs> today like quality or con like no, no, quantity? No, quantity today. Okay. <laughs> But I, I'm very often like so inspired by your faith and, and what you bring to this. And I know so many people, so many listeners as well, will be disappointed that Danny, after the end of the season, which has another two episodes after this, is that, or three episodes after this, um, we'll, have a, we'll have new co-hosts, which we'll, we will announce in due time. But we will continue to give you this podcast. We'll continue to um, bless you through, through this podcast. But again... Send an email to Danny to thank us in the <laughs> social media, Catholic influencers underscore as well at FRG Ministry. Um, just, uh, just encourage her. She'll continue to be part of this. She's very much part of the team and will continue to produce the show, but not um, host the show with me. So um, again, just thank you, Danny. A round of applause to you. And may God bless you as well um, as, as you continue to produce this show. <laughs> I'm not um, actually going very far. I'm just taking like a step to the left of the microphone. Yes. Apart from the many other um, things that you do at FRG ministry. Yeah. But, but anyway, no, with the new hosts, I'm excited. I yes. might even start listening to the podcast. Cause yeah, I mean, we can't to, announce uh, them yet, but, it's, <laughs> but I am really excited to see who will be joining you guys. Yes. Okay, so we'll finish off here again. Um, if you would like to support this ministry, go to, what is it? FRGministry.com <laughs> forward slash support us. Support us. Okay. And uh, yeah, we'd love to, your support. This is a non-for-profit um, organization. So a lot of what we do are employing our staff to um, all the work we do is very heavily dependent on, on your support. So once again, thank you. God bless you. And we'll, you'll hear us again next week. I make sure that I'll um, prepare some big elaborate songs for the final three episodes. <laughs> You might even get like a whole verse. Who knows? I mean, God bless. Bye.